0: Are you ready, Flyer fans? It's the Anthony Grant Show, presented by Bud Light. Tonight's show is brought to you by... Frickers for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Bud Light, where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com UD. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Now, here's the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. And good
1: evening, everyone. Welcome back to Frickers, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. And uh, Anthony Grant Show Monday night uh, during the Flyer basketball season. We'll be talking to uh, Coach Grant. who will be joining us on the phone here shortly. But uh, taking care of a little housekeeping as uh, we begin a brand new week. Uh, First of all, the change in the schedule uh, Dayton will be home tomorrow night. They'll be hosting uh, St. Bonaventure. The game that had been scheduled for January 2nd was postponed uh, due to COVID in the Bonney's program, so rescheduled tomorrow night, a seven o'clock tip-off at the arena. And then, if you had tickets uh, for the St. Bonaventure game, parking pass, it'll be good tomorrow night. The Wednesday, the game that was scheduled for Wednesday against Fordham, well, that is obviously not going to be uh, play, not going to be playing back to back, so. Um, we'll move that game to a week from tomorrow. That'll be on January uh, the 25th, and it will again be at home. Uh, And, again, the tickets uh, that are good for the – that you had for Fordham, um, well, it'll be there. uh, It'll be good for uh, the game then uh, a week from Tuesday. Flyers uh, with uh, two games this week, the aforementioned game against St. Bonaventure tomorrow night, then on the road Saturday night at George Mason. Other news to share with you? Uh, Duran Holmes II has been named the Atlantic 10 Rookie of the Week for the third time in his young career. So he matches Malachi uh, Smith uh, in winning that award three times, but uh, six times so far this season, uh, Dayton Flyer takes home that award. I think we have Coach uh, Grant on the phone with us here. And, uh, Coach, uh, welcome back to Frickers. Uh, welcome back to Snowy, Ohio. And uh, a pretty good uh, week last week. Uh, I I know uh, we focus on the bottom line you got the wins but I'm going to pull out of uh, the book of Anthony Grant where you say uh, you can't uh, you can't uh, tolerate in a win what you wouldn't accept in a defeat so beyond wins last week I thought your team played pretty well
2: yeah I appreciate it Larry Uh, good evening everybody there um yeah, I thought I thought we did a pretty good job with the two opportunities we had. Obviously, a St. Louis team coming into our building, uh, we felt like uh, we would have to play really well to get that win. And uh, the guys did a really good job on both sides of the ball uh, to be able to come out with the W. And then going on the road, you know, at Duquesne, anytime you go on the road, it's always tough. And I thought Duquesne was playing good basketball coming into the game. And I thought our guys did a really good job again on both sides of the ball uh, to be able to get the win.
1: I know, Coach, you, you've been chasing and you will continue to chase uh, that elusive thing called consistency, but uh, are we starting to see consistency when it comes to just effort and energy, if not quite yet, execution?
2: Well, I think, you know, this is a game of habits. So we've, we've got to continue to work on you know, building those habits that, that allow us to, to do the things that we know we're capable of doing. You know, anytime you can get a, a, a young team, you know to to understand uh, the standard that they have to play through every night you know and and to be able to do it on a consistent basis i think that's that's progress so i think we're making progress and uh you know we got another opportunity here tomorrow with a very good team a very experienced team to to try to do it again in our building
1: you know talking about making that progress uh, my reflection you know my my take if you will on what i saw in those two games last week where they were two very different games uh, two very different challenges, but uh, I, and at no point in time uh, during the course of the game did I see Dayton's demeanor any different. So uh, you know we're starting to maybe see that where guys are coming out and and they're starting to bring that regardless of who they're playing, regardless of what the score is. Is that is that really what you're what you're hoping to to someday achieve?
2: Well, yeah, I think I think as you mentioned earlier, that's that's the part of the consistency. You know, so it's not whether or not. Shots are falling, or things are going your way. You know, there's a approach that you have in terms of the standard that you want to play to. You know, and, and you try to do that. And in uh, this game, you got to have a short memory. Whether something really good just happened on one side of the ball, or something really bad, you got to be able to move on to the next play. And so, um, yeah, I think I think that's all. That's all growth. You know, and hopefully, uh, you know, as that becomes our habits and what we do, we'll, we'll uh, be able to become the team we think we're capable of becoming.
1: We shared with the listeners uh, just moments ago, and uh, congratulations are due to uh, to Deuce, but also to his teammates, to his coaches, because it's not a singular effort uh, on his part. Uh, he is the Atlantic 10 Rookie of the Week for the third time in his young career, uh, making it six times that a Dayton Flyer has taken home that honor so far this season. and And, and the two games last week where one game he really asserted himself, I thought, defensively, and then was an unstoppable force offensively in the win over Duquesne. Uh, did last week uh, indicate uh, just just what kind of upside uh, uh, Deron Holmes has in his game?
2: Yeah, well, Larry, I was I was on hold when you mentioned that earlier, and that, that's certainly great to hear. You know, that he was he was recognized by the league uh, for the third time this season, you know, on on what he's been able to do, you know, the impact that he's had on our team, you know, and I I think we talked about deuce early in terms of his approach to, to practice his approach to games has been really consistent you know so uh, on any given night um we have a team that that has uh, i think a lot of different pieces that may be able to, to be that that leading scorer on a different night but i think the thing that is impressive with deuce is the, the difference that he makes for us defensively uh with his understanding of scouting reports and his ability to protect the rim and Clean up mistakes and things like that. So, so yeah, I think um, you know certainly we're we're happy he's on our team.
1: You know, and, and then a, a guy who had two big ball games for you last week, uh, and, and he's played well for uh, throughout the season, really. And, and sometimes uh, the things he does uh, defensively get uh, uh, overshadowed by his ability to knock down shots, impressively so. But uh, Kobe Elvis is, is is really giving you a lift these last couple games. What is it that 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 Kobe brings to the table that is perhaps unique among this state and team?
2: Yeah, Larry, I think really, you know, for me, the last two games, I, I think the energy that he's brought, you know, we've we've uh, so those two games, he had two really tough matchups in terms of the assignment we gave him defensively, and he really he really rose to the to the to the challenge to to, to take that on. And I think the energy that he brought, obviously, you know, the offense speaks for itself. But, you know, when he's aggressive, um, when he's locked in, you know, he makes a huge difference for our team. So that, you know, that's what we need out of him. That's what he's capable of uh, on a consistent basis.
1: The Dayton Flyers now 11 and 6. They're 3 and 1 in the Atlantic 10. Two games this week. Tomorrow night, home against St. Bonaventure. Saturday at George Mason. We'll talk about that. Also, former Flyer Ed Young with us here tonight. Uh, We'll look back on his career and what he's got going on now. And that's all coming up still as we continue the Anthony Grant Show. We are live at Frickers on Woodman Drive.
0: The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to the Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin.
1: Hey, welcome back here to Frickers on Woodman Drive, your home of fun, Food, sports, and spirits. Anthony Grant's show Monday nights during the Flyer basketball season. Dayton now 11 and 6. They are 3-1 in the Atlantic 10. The game's coming up uh, this week at home against St. Bonaventure on Tuesday and then on the road at George Mason on Saturday night. We'll tell you more about that coming up but uh, as is our case this season uh, coach grant uh, joining us remotely for the first part of the show and then second half we get a chance to uh, get caught up with a former flyer and we got Ed Young with us here tonight uh, played uh, played for Dayton uh, back in the uh, early to mid 80s and Ed you got a question for your former teammate coach grant I actually do okay
3: thanks for having me larry coach grant how you doing happy new year
2: hey hey Ed. good good to talk to you man happy new year
3: Thanks. I got a good question for you. Something from the outside looking in with everything that's going around us with COVID, you have mentioned uh, a couple of times just in the conversation with Larry habits and consistency because the team's young. So how do you guys manage all the environmental things and keeping everybody safe and making sure they stay healthy, you know, and go into practice and having their daily grind with academics and travel?
2: Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So, you know, I, I think that's a tribute to a few things. Number one, we got great guys that understand uh, the situation as it is, and, and it, we're, we try to control as much as we can, you know, in terms of the things that we can control, like wearing masks, social distancing, making sure we're doing everything we can to try to keep ourselves safe. And then we've got a great group of um, our trainer, Mike Mulcahy, and our medical our medical team of doctors that we have just in terms of Giving our guys all the information they need uh, to try to stay as healthy as we possibly can, and, and make sure we're available. Um, you know, this is this is a little bit of luck involved in this too. Obviously, keeping guys available. So you know, we'll we'll see how uh, how we progress. But so far, we've been we've been really fortunate, and hopefully, we'll continue to be able to move forward um, and not have any cancellations or postponements due to due to anything on our part. But uh, we we've been fortunate. But I think it's a it's a combination of um of luck and and uh guys really trying to lock in and do what's best for for our group and for the team and for the season you know in regards to you know the things that they have on their plate from an academic standpoint uh from a practice from a weight lifting uh, uh you know just the, the the different things that come uh throughout the season you know that balancing act in the middle of everything that that we're, as a country, experiencing with COVID and, and, and whatnot. I, I give our guys a lot of credit for being able to, to stay focused and locked in and, and doing the things that we need to do to make sure we're available and ready to go.
3: Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, just to follow up a little yeah. bit with that, if you have a player that does test positive, what's the protocol You know, for the rest of the kids?
2: Well, it, it depends. Obviously, you know, it, it depends on vaccination status. So you know, for us, we're fortunate. Uh, we're we're in a good spot when it comes to that. So, if we do have anyone test positive, then they would be in isolation, uh, based on you know their their symptoms and based on uh, the protocol from uh, the city of Dayton and the university. So, uh, it's kind of a I wish there was a, a clear-cut answer, Ed, but it, it kind of depends on a variety of factors that come in there. Um, you know, so we, we take it as it comes.
3: It's, I know it's hard work uh, having a couple kids that are athletes in universities. It, it's a nightmare for parents out there, you know, wondering how their kids are going to handle this, all the testing that's going on. But you guys have handled it really well. And, and I agree with you. There is some luck associated with it. But it's great seeing the kids work so hard, and that's a tribute to you and the rest of the coaching staff. And, you know, it's Dayton basketball. So good job and good, uh, good luck for wow. the rest
2: of the year. I appreciate it, Ed. and sometimes you know the, those uh, those stipulations vary from state to state, and sometimes city to city or county to county within the state. So, uh, depending on where you are, where you're traveling to, or where you're playing, the rules could be different. You know, for for from state to state. Yeah.
3: Well, good luck the rest of the year. It's great talking to you. Let's get together sometime soon.
2: Sounds good. Thanks, Ed. All
3: right, All right Coach, and, uh, and and like you say, every. Uh, you know
1: all the COVID situations are all different, and you said every game is is unique every game has a life of its own, but you know looking at where your team is right now as you get set for two games this week, which will be two very different preps um, defensively um, you, you your team is uh, coming off a game where you played uh, mostly man, you did really, really well, uh, locked down a, a high scoring duquesne team, and then you frust- that 's after frustrating a uh, St Louis team with a zone. Are the principles, though, of your defense, are the principles there regardless of whether it is man or whether it is zone or whether it's a trap or whether it's this, are the principles the same regardless?
2: i say for the most part, you know, and that, that's the thing I think for us in terms of understanding uh, our identity and understanding the habits that we want to play to. Um, yeah, I, I think there's some, some consistencies no matter whether it's the press, no matter whether it's man or zone. Uh, a way that we want to play and things that we want to try to take away from our opponents, and some of that varies from uh, game to game depending on the scout. But for the most part, there's a there's a system that we want to play to defensively.
1: Let's let's talk a little bit about tomorrow night's opponent because uh, through the quirk of the uh, the postponements and stuff, you, you started to get ready for them and then you had to put that back on the shelf and now uh, you resume getting ready for a St. Bonaventure team that uh, won the league last year. They brought everybody back. Um, obviously, when you're going up against essentially the same team you saw a year ago, does that even give you just a little bit of a head start in preparation?
2: Uh, well, I think there's some things we can take away from last year's game. Uh, it was a different different uh, team for us. A lot of their pieces are the same. A lot of our pieces are different. Um, a lot of the, um, in terms of the identity um, that Coach Smith's team plays with, uh, I think it's very similar They've got, you know, a highly experienced group, a very talented group, and, and I think we all know a very well-coached group. So, uh, you know, this game will be different than, than last year's game. This game will have a life of its own, and, and uh, so we're going to try to do as well, as well as we can, making sure our guys are as prepared as we can be.
1: You know, any time your team gets to take the floor, and uh, no one I think will ever take that for granted again, at least I hope not, uh, it's an opportunity. It's a challenge, but it's also an opportunity. And, boy, tomorrow night, uh really looms large as just that an opportunity uh to go up and kind of well, for lack of a better term measure yourself against a team that's uh considered to be uh one of the best in in your league
2: yeah we're looking forward to it i know our guys um you know we're, we're asking for the, for a level of consistency so this is the next test in front of us and uh, we're excited about the opportunity
1: you know this uh you know this this a10 is is been a, a, a season that has uh, we, we, been slow in getting started for many of the teams because of the postponements. But boy, now we're starting to see that, uh, you know, there's some good basketball being played in the league, and you don't really – I know, Coach, you don't get a chance to, to watch other teams play, but maybe just follow a score here and there. But uh, certainly uh, Dayton with the win on Saturday at Duquesne, that was key just to just to kind of just stay in the thick of things here. Granted, it's early, but to be, to be in, the mix, in the mix at this point in time.
2: Yeah, I think we're at a point, you know, where I think we're we're starting to get some consistent play. The first week of the season, I think pretty much every game, maybe maybe there was two or three games that were were played as scheduled, you know, so everybody was on a kind of a weak delay. But it is good to see the league in a rhythm and, and um I think you know, you, you can see um the talent that's spread out across the league. Uh, you know, you have some, some really, really good teams, some really, really good players and it's some really good basketball that's being played, so yeah, I think our league is 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 a is, uh, tough league. It's very very uh, very competitive, and uh, yeah, there's certainly a lot left in terms of uh, the opportunities that are available for the rest of the season. Well,
1: chances are it's going to be a dogfight every night, Coach. Right?
2: <laughs> I guess you hear my dogs in the background, huh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're ready. They're ready. Tell tell them tell them they got to wait 24 hours. It's not game day yet. There you go. All right, Coach. Uh, we'll let you go feed them or walk them or whatever you all need right. to do, and uh, and and obviously you're probably going to be putting in the uh, uh, some long hours here tonight, still in preparation yeah. for tomorrow. But as always, we appreciate the chance to visit here.
2: Anytime, anytime. All right,
1: guys. Uh, Take care. All right. Okay. We'll let Coach go and. Uh, And uh, take care of uh, matters at hand. Meanwhile, uh, the aforementioned Ed Young is here with us, and uh, we're going to look back on his Hall of Fame career at the University of Dayton and then what he has been doing post basketball. He alluded to the fact he's got two college athletes in the family now. We'll learn more about that. It's all coming up as we continue the Anthony Grant Show. We are live at Frickers on Woodman Drive.
0: The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin.
1: Hey, welcome back here to Frickers uh, on Woodman Drive, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. The Anthony Grant show Monday nights. Uh, Coach Grant uh, with us this uh, previous half hour, We're talking about a couple of Dayton wins last week uh, at home over uh, St. Louis, uh, 68-63, and then the road win at Duquesne on Saturday, 72-52. 11-6 overall, now 3-1 and in the Atlantic 10. Two big games this week. Uh, tomorrow night at home against St. Bonaventure, one of those who is undefeated in league play at 2-0, and uh, as well as uh, Davidson, who's sitting atop the league, a 13-game win streak there, 3-0 in A-10 play. But Dayton right there in the thick of it, 3-1. And with a game against uh, St. Bonaventure tomorrow night, then on the road Saturday night at George Mason. Uh, Ed Young with us, a uh, former Flyer, UD Hall of Famer, who uh, began his career in 82 through 87 due to a an extra year um, because of uh, – an unfortunate knee injury, and in the days, if, if name, likeness, and image had been around when Ed Young was playing, you could have uh, trademarked the shot and made a lot of money <laughs> because, uh, you, you, like I say, a Hall of Fame UD career, and people probably still come up to you, though, and talk about your game-winning shot against DePaul.
3: You know, that's nice of you to say, Larry. I appreciate that. I've been really lucky. You know, there's a reason that a lot of us former players stay here in the Dayton area. The city of Dayton is remarkable. Um, they take care of their own, it's very evident. Um, one of the things, you know, actually, Coach Grant and I have talked about this on numerous occasions about the recruiting process and recruiting kids into the Dayton area, uh, understanding what Dayton basketball means to the community with the organizations that we have here, the large corporations, and the willingness of the community to give you a chance. You know, if you're good kid and you get good grades and you work hard on the basketball court, some of these uh, leaders in the community would expect you to be the same type of employee that you were on the basketball court. So if you're able to take that motivation that you had to become a Division One basketball player and all of a sudden you want to become a successful professional and have a successful relationship and have kids that you can raise in the same way, there's a lot of value there. And I think the city of Dayton is about that. I know that's what I learned here a lot, um, and it started, you know, academically on campus and with my teammates who were wonderful, you know, for example, I coach Grant, and people that I was able to meet while I was playing uh, here, for example, Bill Pullman, you know, Pullman at Talmadge, or Herb Wells, who was a, a, a super guy and, and a great accountant, the guys at Exponex, you know, who have an IT company that we work very closely with. I mean, those guys are invaluable, and the relationships grow, you know, from there, and you're always giving back. But people in the community open that door for you. They really do. It's so appreciated and probably not thanked enough.
1: Now, you came to Dayton out of Upper Sandusky, Ohio. The metropolis. And uh, that that is small-town USA. It is. And uh, your final three, it came down to you made your official visit. That was back when they limited – you. Know, they had, you had three official visits, and they were – Those were big if you Mm -hmm. can get an official visit from a player. And you went to Ohio State uh, when Eldon Miller was coached there. You went to Indiana with Bob Knight coaching there. Uh And was this the third of your uh, three visits uh, uh, you you came to Dayton?
3: Yes. We had an interesting dynamic in our family because my mom loved the Buckeyes. Um, I love Ohio State football. I was never a big fan with Ohio State basketball, and we had always heard, you know, living in Upper Sandusky, which was 60 miles just north of Columbus and had to turn an aerial just to get the games, um, that Coach Miller always seemed to be on his way out, and that always was a big issue, you know, for me. I didn't want to go someplace and play and then have the coach, you know, leave. Uh, An advantage that I did have was my high school coach, Lee Heminger, which came to Upper Sandusky from Ayersville. I was very close with Bob Arnson, you know, at uh, Delphi St. John's. Unbelievable coach, uh, both of them. And so because of both of their tenures, uh, especially as Coach Heminger, uh, he knew Coach Miller uh, personally. He also knew Coach Donaher personally. He also knew Coach Knight personally at Indiana. So when the recruiting process started, I was fortunate enough to be contacted by a number of schools. And when we sat and had conversations about it, he told me, my coach did, he said, hey, look, you can't go wrong with Ohio State and Elton Miller. You can't go wrong with Bobby Knight. They said, Don Donaher. He goes, if you get a chance to play at Dayton with UD Arena in the uh, support of the community, he goes, I'm not going to make a decision for you. I love all three of these coaches, but I favor one. And that's all he said. Okay. <laughs> he, he wouldn't tell me which one he favored, but it was pretty obvious. And then, you know, in Fostoria, which was, I don't know, a half hour from Upperson Dusky, you know, Dan Hipsher, you know, grew up there. And, you know, HIP recruited me and was an assistant with <laughs> Coach Donahue. And he and I became really good friends. And we're still really good friends and stay in touch today. So, you know, HIP made it easy. So mom wanted me to go to Ohio State. My dad was a fanatical Bobby Knight fan. And mom and dad didn't push me either. They let me know who they liked, but I don't know. I might have caught them off guard a little bit by saying, hey, I really love UD Arena and the University of Dayton, and it just makes sense. And it did, and it was a good decision. Um, no second-guessing at all. I would never. Place it. I love Dayton, Ohio.
1: And, and you had a great career. I mean, you you played on some great teams. You got to go to the Elite Eight uh uh, one year went uh, back to the NCAA tournament. Uh, the following year, although you were hurt that year, uh, and, and and had to watch after your after your off-season knee injury, um, when you when you look at it though, and, and I, I guess I'm unfairly asking this question because I probably already know the answer because you and I have been such good friends for so many mm-hmm. years that I know that if I ask that standard, uh, so what are the highlights of your of your career? I know that you're going to look at me like I got three eyes because you think about relationships, you think about teammates, you think about friendships. Yeah, you played some games. Yeah, you, you, you won some, you lost some. But I know you well enough to, that if we were going to go down memory lane, probably wouldn't involve a lot of games that we'd be talking about. <laughs> I'm not
3: allowed to talk about certain things, Larry. <laughs> if you guys don't know, Larry and I were neighbors in Lebanon back in the <laughs> uh, early to mid-'90s and really had a lot of fun. Our neighbor, we, we had a good neighborhood. We had a good neighborhood. We did. A lot of fun guys. But, you know, seriously thinking about that, you know, obviously the DePaul game was the highlight, but if we just eliminate that, I was actually thinking about this and I got asked this and people are kind enough to bring it up. But one of the things that I really appreciate more now than ever is playing at Pauley Pavilion. You know, I look at that now, I don't know if you saw the UCLA game, maybe it was last weekend, but there was like nobody in the stands at Pauley Pavilion. How can that be possible? But that place was unbelievable. And you, have to you, you of all people, because of your sports background and how knowledgeable you are, but if you consider you know, that we were there in 84 and UCLA had their big run, right, in the 60s and the early 70s, but it wasn't that far removed no. at all. And that's all you were thinking about. That was really, really cool to play at Poly Pavilion. And, you know, not to bang on you a lot about the city of Dayton, but I remember then, you know, the first round being a Salt Lake City, You know, we beat LSU, and after the game, we got approached, the team did, by a Dayton person who was a franchise owner of numerous Domino's. I know it sounds kind of different, but next thing you know, we're all eating Domino's pizza. We had all these pizzas, you know, (laughs) sent to us and stuff. That was a lot of fun, and and that's, again, about Dayton, Ohio. You have these relationships all over the country.
1: You know, that that – that run, um, you know, the, through the NCAA tournament, uh, uh, and, and you just you beat LSU, and and and, and it got people's attention. Got yeah, people's attention in Salt Lake City. They they fell in love with the Flyers after that game,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: then you beat Oklahoma, and then you know, obviously, uh, the whole nation is, is sitting up and taking notice. And uh, you guys were the 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 toast of the Miami Valley, but but beyond that,
3: you know. It- there's luck involved in everything, but we had, a, we had a nice team. We really did. We I think we were more athletic than what I think we were given credit for potentially, but the guys on the team were wonderful. I mean, we were truly teammates. Everybody got along very, very well. Uh, everybody had their role. We knew that, you know, Roosevelt Chapman was on the team, and we knew Chap had to get the ball. We knew Chap had to score, and everybody was fine with it. I mean, literally – you had your role, and we knew what to do and nobody complained. Nobody was you know unhappy about you know chaps getting the ball and scoring points, but if chat doesn 't get the ball and doesn 't score, we just don 't win it 's really that simple and we We knew that, and that was part of it, and that 's what made it fun and again it 's a team game you know no it's you don 't do anything by yourself, you know even from you know one of the highlights also was just being inducted into the Hall of Fame and being associated with some of those guys in that group, which is a tremendous honor, but you just don't get there by yourself. You don't. I mean, you don't guard, you know, four other guys on the court, five other guys. You know, you don't play against five other guys. It's five on five. And people that are, you know, our support, you know, from guys that were the second team, you know, that played, I don't know how they did it. I mean, every day out there grinding, you know, with everyone and not being in the limelight, you might say. But it's a team effort, you know, and so appreciative to everybody on the team. And those are the guys that, you know, you really form bonds with. For example, we had that party for Coach Donaher recently, you know, for his 90th birthdays. And and the guys who put that whole thing together, you know, so much credit goes out to them and to be able to refresh the memories of the guys from that whole era of basketball it's just very very special there's a definite bond between the Donaher guys it's a it's a brotherhood it? it, it and really he talked about it that night
1: well we're going to be talking about what uh, ed young has got going on now is with basketball uh, building the foundation for his life to come we'll bring you up to speed when we continue We are here at Frickers.
0: It is the Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers, Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. You're listening to the Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin.
1: Hey, welcome back here to Frickers on Woodman Drive, your home of the Anthony Grant Show Monday nights during the Dayton basketball season. Flyers eleven and six, three and one in the A ten. Games coming up tomorrow night at home against St. Bonaventures Saturday at George Mason. And uh, former Flyer and UD Hall of Famer uh, Ed Young has been uh, joining us uh, here at Frickers tonight. Uh, we got caught up to speed on looking back on his uh, Dayton career, the, uh, the career with a lot of highlights and a lot of memories made along the way. So. Bring us. I mean, you, 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 you've been very involved in the business world since then, and, and, and different uh, enterprises. Uh, what's Ed Young doing these days?
3: Well, it's hard to believe, Larry. I've been in healthcare now for thirty years. It, it's just remarkable how fast you know time just flies by. And I do some or provide healthcare consulting at this point. I started out in healthcare as a sales rep in cardiology diagnostics, and then had a business in uh, radiological diagnostics for bone density and grew that business into the largest provider of bone density services in the country. We get, we were lucky with that too. I mean, we started working with Merck and uh, Procter & Gamble when they were developing some of their bisphosphonates, which are drugs that actually stop your bones from uh, degenerating for osteoporosis. So we were able to work with their reps and we grew the business that way. And ever since, you know, I've stayed in that side of the business itself for healthcare. We recently... Uh, started a business called Concession TV, which is a digital marketing platform. And we work with high schools to educate kids on social media and also seasonal wellness. And we update and digitize concession menus as a way for us to work with the high schools. Uh, That business uh, was founded on a particular mission to standardized communication across a very large area like the Miami Valley, for example. And as a result of that, I, I met a gentleman that I think you're familiar with Steve Jurek yeah. who is the executive director at the Miami Valley golf association. Steve's a wonderful guy and he had this vision that matched up with our model in concession TV where he was convinced and he still is. And his dream is to actually communicate to the public that, hey, you can play golf from the time you can pick up a club till the time you can't swing it anymore. And the golf health issues associated or the health issues associated with golf are numerous, from walking and being outside and bone health with vitamin D and being out in the sun. There's behavioral health issues and being able to talk and interact, you know, between your colleagues that you're playing with and having fun. So we teamed up with the Miami Valley Golf Association to actually place our model under their umbrella by placing televisions literally in the 50 members locations, public and private throughout the Miami Valley or under our umbrella of the association. And in doing so we're able to push down information directly into the clubs to help market to the member, if they're private or the customer member, you might say, even on the public side from rule changes to health, uh, benefits of golf and it's been a, a tremendous time it's been a lot of fun it's been a, there's a learning curve you know and working with the pros and the general managers at the clubs but I've really appreciated it and appreciate the opportunity you know to work with Steve uh, and,
1: and I know you love the game itself and so that was an easy that that, that was an easy uh, lift for you so to speak to take uh, your passion and your business to then take it to the, the sport that you're, you're passionate about I do like playing. I, I really do, <laughs>
3: but I'm just not any good. You know, it's like anything else. You you got to practice, and you know, it's practice. We like, about ex- practice. Exactly. <laughs> you just don't want to do that. Um, but I'll tell you the positive thing too about playing golf. You know, not only the exercise part of it, but there's no elbows. There's no knees. There's no ankles getting banged up and. You know, you can wake up the next morning. You for don't the have Patrick part. Ewing leaning no, on you for no, the entire 18 holes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly <laughs> right. Um, so that's the fun part of it, too. And it's a skill sport. It's something you have to work at. And it's just fun being out. I like being outside. And I really cherish that time. You know, I've been married for 23 years now. I got a 19-year-old and a 21-year-old in college. And uh, if I'm not spending life with uh, with my lovely spouse or or the boys – you know, that's my time. Okay. That golf time is my time. You, you alluded
1: to the boys, so uh, tell us about uh, about
3: Jake Noah. Noah. Um, Noah's the oldest. You know, he's 21. Uh, he's He was a swimmer at Florida State. Unfortunately, he came down with a very unique, um, uh, I don't even know, it's not a disease. It, it's a condition called thoracic outlet syndrome, where your muscles in your extremities actually suffocate the veins, and your veins don't get oxygen to your extremities. So they hurt really bad. They go numb and turn different colors. So, you know, being a a backstroker, we're so proud of him because, you know, he qualified for um, the trials this year for the Olympics or last summer for the Olympics. So he still got to go to the trials in Omaha, which was a neat experience. So happy for him and so proud of him and and fought through that. But it just overcame him. He can't even do it anymore. So um, he got a medical uh, hardship scholarship, you know, to maintain his relationship with Florida State. So that's good. And he's working toward what Coach Donahoe would, uh, would say is his sheepskin, you know, getting, <laughs> getting his degree. And then Jake's 19, and he swims at West Virginia. And he's a freshman this year, and he's scoring points, and he's swimming faster. And one thing that he did that it kind of was interesting, you know, growing up, you know, from upper and coming down to school here, I was 6'7 and weighed 180. I mean, I was – Borderline from Somalia, it seemed like it needed to gain some weight, and Jake was Jake six three six four. I think he weighed one hundred and sixty five. You know, last August on his way there, and those kids burned about five thousand seven thousand calories a day. You know, swimming—it's a tough sport—and uh, he weighs in at one hundred and ninety. Whoa, one hundred and ninety. I was looking at him like, how do you gain twenty five pounds? You know, in four months. I guess all they do is eat and be college kids. I was. That was code. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I was like, oh, 25 pounds, Larry. How do you gain 25 pounds? And he's real thin. I mean, he's cut. He has no body fat. You know, wow. His arms are real long. And we're just proud of him. We're very lucky parents. And we appreciate him. We miss him. We're going to Morgantown this weekend if their meet doesn't get canceled. The very last couple of meets have been canceled you know, because of COVID and other issues. And the flu is just as bad you know, on these yeah. campuses, too. All right. Well, we
1: appreciate you uh, taking time out of uh, your schedule to spend some time with us. It's always great catching up with you. And, Thank you. Uh, I love a lot of fun. We, we, will, we will continue, you and I will continue this at another date. Wonderful. Uh, not for broadcast, but just uh, <laughs> we'll get together and uh, we'll get uh, caught up on uh, some more and uh, look back. We might tell a few stories. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Thanks for having me. Go Flyers. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, big week ahead. St. Bonaventure tomorrow night. Home. George Mason, Saturday on the road. It's a 7 o'clock tip-off tomorrow, night. I believe a 7.30 tip-off on Saturday. Uh, We'll update you if that needs to be changed, and, of course, we'll have all those games for you right here on the home of the Flyers. Back here next Monday, we'll talk more about that and look ahead with another edition of the Anthony Grant Show. On behalf of our engineer producer here, Kirsten Johnson, the coach, Anthony Grant, and Hall of Famer, Ed Young, I'm Larry Gonna Have a great week, everyone. Go Flyers.